where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. And I'm Brandon Kylie. I got some very upsetting news during the break. Tanner was on the phone with our beloved guest, Katie Wu. You can find her work over at The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. She joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. And Katie said that she voted in our poll, Alex. Oh, yeah. Of which punishment I should serve this week for the football pick'em challenge. Well, the, good for you, her. She you guys, vote. by the way, the listeners, still have an hour to vote on Twitter at 101 ESPN or on the app as well. Get the on three this. options are standing on the corner of Olive and 270 for an hour in a costume with a sign that says I suck at picks. <laughs> Option two, push football slide the full length of the football field as Carrie Davis yells at me. Or option three, I get shot with a paintball gun. By the way, if it matters to anybody, I think T-Bone and I decided he's going to be in a ballerina costume. <laughs> okay, awesome. Katie, which of those did you vote for? Um, I went without any ounce of hesitation for the paintball gun. <laughs> yeah! And why is that, Katie? Is it because you're sick of the BKOs and you, he deserves punishment? I just, I thought it was a really clever idea, and I personally would just would love to witness it. <laughs> Now, Katie, I have a follow-up question, but it doesn't apply to BK. Did you vote for the week one punishment for Tanner? Did you vote for him to run a beer mile? Yeah, I did. I was like, there was something. That's why I voted for paintball gun, because it was different. But I liked the beer mile. I would have done it with you, Tanner, because, you know, solidarity. But I'm not getting shot with you with paintball gun, BK. Sorry. So what I I I have learned today is Katie Wu, she likes pain for all of us. By the way, we haven't mentioned... We have not mentioned this on air yet, but the BKO has been lifted from the Cardinals. Did you hear about this, Alex? This is some of his best work, you guys. You're going to be shocked. I I did hear about this. I'm not going to reveal who the the member of the organization is. However, one of the members of the organization (laughs) (laughs) was listening to our show last week as we mentioned the fact that I had forgotten the microphone cover in Ollie Marmel's office. That member of the organization DM'd me on Twitter and said, I knew that this was you, basically, and we need to get rid of this. Can we please get it back to you so our organization is no longer cursed they have since given it to brad thompson it is no longer at bush stadium so katie we saved the cardinal season last friday night or like i told you bk you put them in kind of like a jinx and i don't really believe in jinxes but that bko like energy that's real and i think that's what started their skit a little bit but they bounced back you know 
Maybe it's gone. Maybe it's left. Katie, believe in jinxes because the man standing to my left is full of them. His entire life, apparently, it's been jinxes. That's not going well. However, the Cardinals, (laughs) it's going to go well for them as they're in San Diego, and that's where you're at. We are very jealous of you. Yeah, the Cardinals are there right now, not the Blues. Misspoke before the break. That's on me. Brights were the lightest. Katie, what are you looking forward to in this road trip? San Diego, L.A., you've got some really good teams. Lefties on the mound more often than not in this six-game stretch. What are you looking forward to in the in these six games? Well, minus the Mexican food and margaritas that I absolutely crushed <laughs> yesterday. If we're going to talk about a, a baseball perspective, I'm really excited to see how the Cardinals shake up against their final big test before the postseason. Padres have been a little bit inconsistent in the second half, but they have played some really good baseball over the weekend against Arizona. The Dodgers, of course, we don't need to discuss how good they've been. First team to clinch in baseball this year. And, you know, if the Cardinals could potentially have a chance to clinch the division in Milwaukee if they can't take care of business against these two SoCal teams. I'm really interested to see how the Cardinals are shaping up. I know their offense was lagging against the Reds. I'm sure we'll get to that. I personally was not too overly concerned about it, but I would be if, you know, throughout this three-game series in San Diego, the bats don't come to life a little bit more. So I guess my overall is kind of broad, but there's so many different storylines we can talk about. But if I'm looking straight up at the Cardinals and how they are looking for October, I'd like to see how they look against San Diego and LA this week. Well, Katie, let's stick to the offense because we've talked about this a lot and we're all on the same page where it's like we're just not concerned because of the opponent that they have been playing. But to you, how important is it for this offense to come off of this road trip and be confident in themselves? Yeah, I think the guys have to come out mashing today, and I don't think there's really a question about it to really set the tone. Padres are feeling really good. Juan Soto's busting out of his funk. They're a very confident team. Sweeping the Diamondbacks are taking winning three against the Diamondbacks over the weekend. Uh, I think that there's been a little bit of, of scuffling from the Cardinals' perspective, but that five games and four days against the Reds will do that to you. Uh, maybe the uh, bringing back Juan Yepes can shake things up a little bit. Nolan Gorman obviously been scuffling a bit. Maybe a good idea for him to kind of reset with most of his at-bats going to Albert anyway. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, I think that heart of the order, uh, starting with Brendan Donovan really in the two spot to Goldie. Again, I'm not worried about, if I'm worried about, like, my least concern, it's Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Dude has been an MVP player all year. I'm not too worried about two weeks of the season. But I would like to see the Cardinals come out swinging aggressive, either against Mike Clevenger, Adam Wainwright. Should be a good first of three games here at Peco Park. Katie, what are you expecting the role to be for Juan Yepes? I think the Cardinals, especially with Tyler O'Neill out now with injury, yes, they had Dylan Carlson back, but he hasn't really been used against right-handed pitchers, you know, since the trade deadline. I think that Yepes brings a bench bat with some power, and he can play some corner outfield. I know he's not their best defensive option out in right or left field, but he does bring a pretty powerful swing. He's not overly splitty. He can mash the right-handers as well. And I think that's what the Cardinals are searching for to kind of shake up the offense a little bit. Yepes has been working really hard for Memphis, taking some quality at bats. It's what the Cardinals wanted to see from him and why he wasn't one of their September call-ups earlier. So to see the quality of the bats improve, the swing, the fundamentals, the mechanics, those all look good for Memphis. I think the hope is is that he can bring a little bit of spark to an outfield that needs it offensively. Speaking of roles, Katie, what did you make of the Nolan Gorman news? And we kind of felt like this was inevitable, but – it's always tough to see a guy who has been very good for the large chunk of the season be sent back down to Memphis. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Nolan Gorman's been, you know, it's his rookie year. He's had to weather a lot. He's been very dependable for the Cardinals, but it was just coming down to a lack of an opportunity for him to improve. I asked Ali Marmo last week, the expectation, the organization's expectation and their role for him going forward. And Ollie was candid as he usually is pretty honest and saying, 
he doesn't really have one right now because when they would usually use him off the bench, playing the matchups, those at bats have gone to Albert and not, I mean, everyone's all in on the chase of 700. I mean, who are we kidding? But Albert's been their best, one of their best overall bats, not just bench bats, in the entire second half. So he was getting a lot of the bats. Uh, when you're looking at a defensive perspective, Donovan's a better second baseman, and the Cardinals need to keep Donovan in the lineup every day because he's been so overall productive. There was just a lack of opportunity for Gorman at the big league level at this time. It's crunch time. Cardinals need to win as many games as possible going into October. I think the, I mean, the organization is still so high on Gorman. They still obviously believe in him. He's only 22 years old. I think at this point, though, it made sense for him to continue getting reps while he still can before the AAA season ends and hopefully bring him back eventually. Katie Wu is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESP, and you can find her work over at The Athletic. She's had some really good pieces lately. Last night she posted one about the broadcasters yeah. and how they've prepared for the the season really overall for Albert Pools, but now leading into this chase for 700, you can find that again over on The Athletic or on her Twitter account at Katie J. Wu. Katie, I did want to ask you about the pitchers over the next couple of days because Wayno was on the mound tonight. Then you've got Miles Michaelis. Wayno has allowed 26 hits in his last three starts. Miles Michaelis has allowed 13 hits in his last two starts, including seven earned runs. They've gone through a little bit of a lull here. What are you expecting of them over the next couple of days? Yeah, I think, I mean, we're talking a lot about the offense and rightfully so because that seems to be the, the relevant storyline. But the rotation that the Cardinals have lined up in San Diego and Wayne Wright, Michaelis, and Jack Flaherty all have some interesting storylines right now. I don't think anyone is concerned about Adam Wainwright or Miles Michaelis or feel like they need to prove something. Others might say that about Jack. But the first two that we're going to see, Adam today, or his last start, admitted he's been going through a dead-arm period over the past couple of weeks, something he would never admit while he was going through it but felt that he was coming out of it. He felt more optimistic, feeling like he had more action in his arm, felt livelier. It'll be interesting to see if that stuff matches the feeling today. Miles Michaelis, when his pitch arsenal, all five pitches are working, he is one of the most dominant right-handed pitchers in the game. He's been struggling a little bit in perfecting that arsenal. I don't think it's a durability thing. I know what you're looking. You look at the innings he's pitched this year. Missed all of 2020, missed most of 2021. You think, is it fatigue? He's adamant it's not fatigue, that he feels good. I think it's more or less just better pitch selection and better placement. So that's what I'm looking for for those two. And for Jack Flaherty, I think I'm just looking for more consistency overall. I mean, he's shown flashes of greatness. He's shown the flashes of the fastball-slider combo when he was elite. I don't think it's, again, he's missed so much of the season. You, I, he may have expectations of being the 2019 version of himself. Whether or not that's fair isn't really my call to say, but I think some consistency out of Jack where he's able to, you know, maybe not a quality start would be great for the Cardinals to see as well. Katie, final one from me. And since we're talking of pitching, we all know that uh, I think we all agree that Dakota Hudson has ace potential. We saw it his last start. Uh, what do you feel like his role is going to be down the stretch? Because him being on the taxi squad tells me that they feel like there's something here for him. Yeah, I remember BK being super high on Dakota Hudson Absolutely. all season long. All season long. Yeah, been, Katie, thank you. Give me my credit. We all were. Um, I thought Dakota Hudson was a completely different pitcher, and not just in how he looked on the mound, but even his demeanor post-game. He was very serious throughout the season, and you know, I know that you can't read too much into how a guy acts during his post-season interviews, but after his start against Cincinnati, he was smiling, he was cracking jokes, he just looked relieved, like he figured something out, like all the times he had stressed over the last six months trying to figure out some consistency, trying to find some results. 
Obviously, it's not easy to accept an option when you've been in the big leagues for X amount of years like Dakota did. And he was honest in saying he had a talking to himself on his drive to Memphis where it was kind of like a wake-up reality check. Something needs to change. And he came back with a completely different demeanor. I'm not sure what the Cardinal, what his, his role is going to be with the organization. Um, Cardinals have seemed to have at least four playoff caliber pitchers, and we'll see about Jack. You know, if he's right, I obviously would put him right up there. Jose Quintana has been excellent. Jordan Montgomery has been excellent. I'm not quite sure, again, what his role could be, whether it's to notch some starts and give some starters some rest going through the rest of the season if the Cardinals do end up clinching early. Or maybe the Cardinals feel like they've unlocked something and he's a, a valuable piece in the bullpen for a long relief. I'm not sure, but definitely an encouraging start from Dakota and something the Cardinals have been waiting to see all season long. Katie, we'll get you out of here on this. We've got a couple of texters that have said that they're in San Diego for this Cardinal series for the next few days. What are your number one, what, what are your top recommendations in terms of restaurants that they have to get to while they're in San Diego? Okay. Oh, I could go on and on about this. I will, if you are a food hall person, are you like a public market setting? Liberty Public Market in Point Loma, I was there yesterday, has any kind of food you could possibly want. Great setting. It's right by the airport so you can watch the airplanes take off like every five minutes. It's pretty much my dream ideal lunch scenario. If you like beach weather, um, anywhere in Pacific Beach, they have all these restaurants lined up where you're facing the ocean. It's beautiful. I was at PB Shore Club. May or may not have crushed a couple beers there yesterday on the off day. Um, OB Noodle House in Ocean Beach, fantastic vibes, fantastic atmosphere. And they have these little peanut butter whiskey shots that I may or may not have done after the beers at Shore Club. Okay. And <laughs> I hate it was beers, peanut butter whiskey, I respect it. What an <laughs> off day. It's a good off day in San Diego. <laughs> Living my best life yesterday, you guys. Awesome places. And if you're by the ballpark and you want a good California burrito, go to Lolita's. It's amazing. You haven't lived until you've had French fries in your burrito. Well, Katie, the one thing you don't know about BK is he doesn't like the beach. He likes to be at a pools looking at the beach because he's afraid of it. Yeah, there's nothing better. I'm sure Katie does the same thing. No. Katie likes the beach. No. No, BK. Oh, my goodness. We have so much to work with you on. (laughs) Katie, we appreciate the time. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Talk next week. You got it. That's Katie Wu joining us here on 101 ESPN. I don't feel like you gave piece? her the full context there. No, no. I gave her the exact context. Can we clip that T-bone and use that later? For so sure. Much, so much to work on with you, BK. Like getting shot with a paintball gun, hopefully. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.